Welcome to the first ever Nerdy Sermon Rewind. In these videos, we'll be tackling games, TV shows, movies, anime, etc. that might not be totally trendy right now, but are absolutely still worth talking about. Today's, we'll be discussing the hit indie horror-esque psychological video game, Omori. Quick trigger warning for this one, Amori deals with some heavy themes of suicide, depression, and other disturbing materials. Don't let the adorable retro art style throw you. This is tough stuff, but important. That being said, if you need to skip this one out to avoid those themes, we totally get it. But for those who are staying, what could this game with such disturbing themes and images possibly offer to us as Christians? Should we even consider playing games like this? More importantly, how would this story improve our relationship with Jesus? Let's talk about it. Folks, welcome to Checkpoint Church, where nerds, geeks, and gamers come together to talk about faith, games, and adorable projects that have a darker thing lurking just beneath the surface. I am your nerd pastor, Nate, and if you like these weekly dives, be sure to sub, hit that bell, and find out when our next one drops. Folks, as always, we're gonna be starting this one with our scripture for today. Our scripture comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 11, verses 25 through 30. We're gonna be reading from the NRSV UE. That's what's gonna be on the screen. That's what I'll be reading from. If you have a translation you prefer, feel free to use that one as well. At that time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let us start with the obvious. What is Omori? Omori is an indie game produced by Omocat, which was originally the name of the solo developer, but now refers to the whole team or company behind their projects, their merch, etc. After an impressive process that has been covered better by other YouTube video essayists, Omocat developed the story of Omori into a video game because that would be how the story would best be told. So they launched a Kickstarter, which was a huge success, and game development began, and then hiccuped a couple times along the way before finally releasing in 2020 and blowing expectations out of the water. From an aesthetic aspect, this game resembles a nostalgic turn-based era of games like Earthbound or Mother but with occasional bits of inspired and unique art thrown in, kind of matching Omocat's original art style from the webcomic. The story is haunting and terrifying, and if you can stomach the angst, totally worth your time. I will do everything I can to avoid spoilers about the narrative, beyond just explaining a little bit about who Omori is and why it matters who Omori is. Recall that I mentioned dark themes behind this game. Our MC Omori deals with serious mental illness and trauma. This rears up feelings of anxiety, guilt, depression, and even suicidal tendencies. But on a very basic level, what is going on with Omori? Why are they black and white? Why the sullen expression? Why the plain clothes? Well, Omori is actually a shorthand phrase for a much more storied term, Ikikomori. 
Hikikomori is a Japanese term referring to the phenomenon of the social recluse that has run rampant in Japan. In 2019, it was noted that over half a million Japanese young adults were deemed social recluses, withdrawing themselves from society entirely. The term recluse was loosely defined as one who does not leave their home, go to work, or go to school for a time period longer than six months. Notably, many also include in this definition that it is distinctly not linked to any psychological illness. But that is all I can really add to that because I am far from educated enough to weigh in on the DSM-5. What is worth noting here are the elements of Aikikomori that the game utilizes to tell its story. Omori has not left their home in longer than six months. They have pulled away from their friends IRL and they only visit friends in a dreamlike fictional world. And they show no exhibitable desire for change. This is important for two major reasons. I am the pastor of a church for nerds, geeks, and gamers. I can't tell you how many times I've heard the stereotype that all of those that I pastor are just social recluses who live in their mother's basement. So first off, let's get out of the way. Not all internet people, not all nerds are reclusive. And number two, equally important, there are real recluses in the world, and it is a social phenomenon worth discussing, and Jesus does love them too. Rest assured, there is healing available in the game of Omori. And I think that the hope that Omocat is offering is an argument about what would solve the Ikikomori problem. Friendship. Throughout the game, we alternate between the real world and then the dreamlike world of Headspace. In Headspace, we are younger and still friends with our childhood friends who are also their younger versions of themselves. I believe this is relevant for several reasons. Number one, because it's a thing that I won't spoil. That happened when they were younger and separated them. And number two, being young is when you have adventures and use your imagination. Friendships are just easier when you're a kid, don't you think? Exploring the wasteland of the backyard was fun and easy. Fighting bad guys and teaming up to save the day, that's the good stuff, capable of bringing us out of the pit of despair. When we're kids, we get what friendship is. But it can also be assumed that Omori has been going to Headspace to have adventures with his imagined version of his friends for quite a while to no avail for his reclusiveness. He hasn't made it any better in his fictionalized reality. It isn't until the real world IRL version of Kel starts to rebuild that relationship that any real change starts to happen for Omori, who's known as Sunny in the real world. With this still in the forefront of our mind, let's look to our scripture for today real quickly. This passage is from the Gospel of Matthew and features a prayer of Jesus for those listening to him then and there. He gives thanks for the Father that the wise and learned had things hidden from them and that the Father revealed them to the children instead. Then Jesus declares his uniqueness in presence, saying that no one knows the Son, me, except the Father. No one knows the Father except me, the Son, and to those whom I choose to reveal. Then an invitation, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke, which is like this thing you would put over the shoulders of an ox to pull a plow, and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest. My yoke is easy, that yoke is easy, my burden is light. So this is obviously a weird series of metaphor and meaning. What is going on here, and what does it feel like Jesus is suggesting? First, it's worth noting that there is a greater truth that the wise and learned don't know. Second, the only one who has that truth is Jesus. And third, Jesus is inviting all who are weary to learn the truth. So who are the wise and learned? Well, 
those who believe they know everything and aren't here hearing the words of Jesus. Instead, the spiritually young, the immature, the children of faith are gathered hearing the words right then, right there. Second, Jesus has the truth, will only reveal it to those whom he chooses to reveal it to. Well, who does he choose to reveal it to? The weary and the burdened. So everyone who is weary and burdened is welcome. And we are all capable of finding ourselves in that place of burden and then being welcomed into the embrace of Jesus. So we're the weary, we're welcomed into relationship with Jesus, and then what happens? We go to Jesus for the truth, we learn that the burden of Jesus is incredibly light and easy. We trade the burden of the world for the burden of Jesus, and it is there that we find relief. There's still a burden. Jesus isn't without cost. He talks plenty about what it takes throughout the Gospels, but it is the truth and it is freely offered and it is fully rest filled. But what does any of this have to do with Omori and the hope offered through the argument of Omokat in this game? I believe Omokat is spot on the money with what is capable of bringing the Hikikomori out of their despair. It's relationship that makes all the difference. And I believe that that relationship is one that offers up a trade for a lighter load. Obviously, as a Christian pastor, my particular belief is that the correct option is a relationship that leads to Jesus taking on that load and offering up the lighter yoke of the gospel. But at the very base level, Omocat is dead on with the fact that what truly brings us out of despair is a relationship at their most general level. Consider the words of Jesus and then consider the call of the Christian. If our goal is to share Jesus and transform the world through that offered grace and relationship, then we are quite literally called to the Ikikomori, whether that is their definition of themselves or not. We are to find the relationship-less people and make the connection. That is our mission. With that in mind, what does this actually mean for us today? How can we take these concepts of relationship, Ikikomori, and what Jesus is saying and do something about it? Well, I think there are two sides to how this might apply. There are two people groups, if you will, that would receive a message from this. First, if you are Hikikomori, if you are reclusive, feeling cast off, lonely, desperate, in a state of anxiety, depression, wherever you might be, I think Omori has a valuable lesson contained in its words, you need your friends. You need relationships. I know that it's awkward and that relationships are hard. I am painfully introverted. There are times where I feel awkward in conversation and in my own skin with my own wife and kids and family. I get it. But it is only through those relationships that I'm able to draw up out of the hole and move forward. Seek out relationships with what little energy you might have right now and you will find that it pays off in dividends. The second person that this message will reach is someone who isn't Hikikomori. And Amori contains a powerful reminder for you as well. It's not enough to watch someone waste away in their reclusiveness. Don't point at them in their suffering and laugh. Don't just throw them a life raft if you feel guilty or bad for them. If someone you love is hurting, you need to get down in the muck with them and sit in the mess and love them out of that pit. Do not try to pull them out. Be there with them to help them get out when they're ready. I have such mad respect for Kel in this story, and you'll know why if you play it, but it mainly comes down to this factor. Kel gets in the pit with Sonny, and I don't know if hope is there without him doing that. And if you're a Christian, 
Double down on all of this. You're called to the mission to love, not just the people that you love, but to love everyone. The work is never done. We are perpetually called to get down in the pit with the last, the least, and the lost. So whether you're stuck in that pit, trying to help someone out of that pit, or are still figuring out where you fit in at all, know that you're always welcome here at Checkpoint Church. Folks, thank you so much for watching these videos. I so appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to join us on these nerdy deep dives. If you want more of what Checkpoint Church is offering, be sure to catch us over on Twitch, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, every other Friday. And we are always 24-7 on our Discord server, answering questions, playing games together, having hangouts, eating lunch, whatever it may be. I'll link both of those down in the description down below. Do me a favor, if you made it this far in the video, then odds are you probably liked this one. So if you would let us know that this is a video that you really, really enjoyed, be sure to click that thumbs up, let us know. Even better, leave a comment down below letting us know how much you loved it. If you're looking for more videos to watch just like this one, I can recommend some other nerdy sermons. The first one might be Black Panther Wakanda Forever. That's a really fascinating look at grief, how we grieve, how we process the loss of a loved one, a very powerful example uh, made often throughout Amori. Another recommendation might be One Shot. That has a lot to do with the community behind games. Amori is a game that has a very very rich uh, community behind it, a fan base that really cares about the community and the game and the things that they offer. One Shot is very similar in this way that it, it has a powerful argument, but where it really sets itself apart is in the relationships that build behind the game. And then a third recommendation might be Summertime Rendering, an anime that came out last year uh, that just did such a good job of analyzing how we face off against the darker parts of ourselves, like depression and anxiety and that kind of thing. So those are three series that I'd recommend you watch. And a quick question for you. Have you ever played Omori? What did you think of the game? Let me know down in the comments down below what you thought of this game, if you've ever played it before. For me, it is like a 10 out of 10 game. It's like a perfect game. I really, I can't imagine a much better experience. I think it just tells the right story, the right art style. It's compelling. Uh, it, it, it's my kind of game. It's like it was custom made for me. So love it. With that, we're gonna end this video as we always do with our three things that we believe to be true about every single one of you out there. Regardless of whether you believe in God, don't believe in God, go to church, don't go to church, kikomori, not a kikomori, however you may define yourself or wherever you may find yourself, we still find these three things to be true about every single one of you. Number one, that God loves you, like really, really loves you and wants a relationship with you. Number two, we love you. We want community with you. That's what we're doing here on YouTube and over on our Twitch and Discord. And number three, that you, yes, you, matter. You are a person of sacred worth. The world is a better place. Why? Because you are in it. Folks, with that and until the next time that I see you, whether it be over on Twitch tomorrow or whether it be on our Discord this week or whether it be next week, same time, same place here on the YouTube channel for our next Nerdy Sermon. Whatever it may be, I look forward to seeing you then. Till then, bye-bye! Nobody's even asked the question of if rock had rock. No one ever considered if rock could have rock. The rock cannot move. But can I push rock twice? Ah! <laughs> rock can have rock. Yes.